Okay, Boker Tov, today's June 29th. Daf Mem Dalet, we stopped on Mem Gimel Amud Bet. Uh, near the top, about five lines down or something like that. Let's see, yeah. Fourth line from the top of the page, Itmar. Mem Gimel Amud Bet. Okay, we got a little catching up to do. Itmar. So the case is, as we discussed yesterday, we have a woman who's a half-sea. She was Mekudesha to Reuven, and then she was freed, and then Shimon is Mekadesha. So what's the status? Okay, between the opinions coming up, who she married to? Rav Yosef, okay, Rav Yosef says the name of Rav Nachman, that the first Kiddushin of Reuven disappears when she became free. So she was Mikudesha to Reuven while she's a half sea. He holds you he can be Mikudesha to half the woman because she's, she's, she was uh, only, that's the only part that he could acquire. He acquired all of it. He was not Mishayer in his Kiddushin. She's Mikudesha to Reuven when she becomes free now. And then there's new other half that also removes the Kiddushin of Reuven according to the first opinion. When she's freed, Reuven's Kiddushin takes effect on the second half also. So according to the first opinion, when she's freed, Reuven's Kiddushin disappears and then Shimon is Mikadesha, she's married to Shimon. According to the second opinion, no. Reuven's Kiddushin has taken effect from the beginning, and when the second half of her becomes available, because she's now freed, it takes over that effect, that half also. And now, she's fully Reuven's wife. Okay? says, Amar Bizera, Amar Kavati Dibdi Mistabra. Bizera, who's the second opinion that says now, she's married to Reuven, says, I, my opinion makes more sense. Why? says, Dikhtiv, Pasuk says, Lo yumetu ki lo hupasa. That's the Pasuk that says, Vehevde lo nivdata. It's this Pasuk that we learn the girls are half, half married, I mean, half shivcha, uh, half pathorin, and it says she was uh, she was designated for right for an Eved, and if someone, she goes now and sleeps with somebody else, they're not going to die. Why? Because the Pasuk says, Lo yumetu ki lo hupasha. She was not freed, she's still an Eved. So the says, infer from that pasuk, ha hufsha yumitu. If she's freed, because all, all the, the only requirement is that she wasn't freed. Because what she was a half slave, half free, and she went and she slept with someone other than the, the slave that she was designated for. Pasuk says we don't kill her. Why? Because she wasn't free. Oh, and if she was free, what would we say? Oh no, now we're going to kill her. Why? Because now she's fully married to the guy because she was freed. And therefore, that's my opinion, says Bizirat. When she gets freed, the Kiddushin takes over the full woman, and therefore the Pasuk supports my opinion. Good. Amale Abaye. Very nice. But Latana Devere Bishmael, the Amar Knaanit, Hameureset Leevid Ivri. Right? According to the Bishmael, that Pasuk that you want to say is a half free, half. A slave is not necessarily true because the Bishmael holds that that pasuk is talking about a shifcha kna'anit, full-fledged shifcha kna'anit that is set aside to be the wife of an Eved Ivri. Okay? So what? Hachanami yumetu? So too in that woman who's a full-fledged shifcha kna'anit, when she's freed, then she slept with somebody else, she's going to be killed because she was designated to the Eved Ivri while she was a shifcha? What? What? When, when she's a full-fledged shifcha, the designation to the Eved is not Kiddushin. It means nothing. It's a zero. So what do you mean? Oh, because right away she's freed now. She's going to become now the wife. I mean, she's like the wife of this Eved, and now we're going to kill her too just because she's free? No, you can't say that. What are you going to tell me? You have to tell me no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know why you would understand the Bishmael, would understand the Pasuk, that it says, yeah, infer now that she's not killed because she wasn't freed. And if she was freed, she will be killed 
because she was also mikudeshet again. That's what you have to say. She got mikudeshet again after she was freed. So I'll tell you so too. Okay, hachanami shivcha shechufsha vechaza vilitkadsha. So too over here, according to your opinion, where the girl is not a full fledged hachanani, rather she's a half sees. Okay, and you want to say, oh, because the pasuk says, well, because she wasn't freed, that's why we don't kill her. But if she was free, we would kill her. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. We would kill her if she was freed. But she also had to have kiddushin again after she's freed. And therefore, just like you want to explain the pasuk when she's a full fledged shivcha knani, so too on the half sees, yeah, yeah, to whoever it was, it doesn't matter. To the second guy's, she had to be. Yes, once she's free, now she has a full fledged available, and therefore becomes fully kiddushin, and that's we're going to kill her. And therefore, you have no proof from the pasuk. Fine. Amar Avuna Bar Katina Amar Bitzchak Maaseh Bishah there was a girl, she was half seas, and they forced the master to free the other half of her. Yeah, you have to free her with a star or a purchaser or whatever. But you had to free her. Okay, why? So it says, why we force him to free her? Keman, maybe like you want to hold, like it be Yohanan ben Beroka. Why? What does he hold? De'amar al shnehemu omer vayvarech otam Elohim vayomer alehem lemor peru urvu umeuta aretz du bidgatayam. So what? Meaning he holds the be Yohanan ben Beroka holds that the obligation to procreate is both on the man and the woman, and since she's a slave, she can't procreate. So we'll force him to release her because she was a half seas. Right, so we'll force her to get married, and therefore to, that she can get married to a regular Jew and have children. Amar of Nachman by Lo, that's not the reason why they forced her. The, we, we, I could tell you that the opinion uh, uh, that they forced her is even according to the opinion that holds only the man was commanded, because it says v'kivshuha urdu bidgatayam kivshuha darkoshel ish lechbosh ve'en darkashel ishalach lechbosh, and therefore the peru orvu is only on the man. Right, and still we would force them to release this slave woman. Why? He says, because uh, everyone was sleeping with her. She was sleeping around because she was not. She's like a shivcha. She's like the what do you call it? A half seas, and uh, nobody could really marry her. So she was, uh, yeah. And therefore we want to stop people from sinning. So they made her free, so that she'll get married, and the husband will protect her. Fine. No mishnah. Very simple two-line Mishnah. Guy who sells his 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 slave to a goy or to even a Jew, but he sold him from Israel to live outside Israel. The slave is automatically free. Okay, he he still needs a emancipation document from his first master. So I sold him to a goy, and he's not really sold. And we, we, we say that he's a free slave, but the master has to write him a free a document. When do I say that he needs to have a shtar shikhrur? Is because he didn't have something called ono, which we'll find out what that is in one second. Okay? Rashi just says ono means shtar. Okay? So I, did, I have to write him a shtar shikhrur if I didn't write him a shtar of ono. Okay, we don't know what that means yet. Aval katav alav ono zeo If I did write this star of ono, that is his freedom. He doesn't need another document declaring him free. My ono says the What is this document that you're talking about that I have to write him? Amarav sheshat dechatav lehachi. I wrote him as follows: lech shetivrach mimenu en li esek becha. So I sell him to a goy, and I give him this paper document that says, when you run away from your new master, this goy, I don't have any rights over you. That's oh no. So uh, if I didn't write, that's enough. I don't need to write another emancipation document. I give him that, and I tell him, when you run away from the goy, you're a free man. So he has to run away, though. Yes. Because the 
I sold it to the guy. The guy's gonna go run after him. I don't yeah. know. That's my problem. Right. Then I would be required if I don't write that. I have to give him a get shichru in mamash. Why is that? Is that, no, that like, is that like standard writing? Anything, for when that happens? Then, is that like a standard writing? Then thing? I could get the money from the obeyed kohabim, and I could get my slave back. If I don't write write that, correct. That's correct. No, but my, you're saying if he runs away from the slave. From the from the goy and I have it freedom. He comes back to me and he's a slave again. Right. I can multi- sell him multiple times according to yeah. Right. So, the, but that's the Mishnah. The Mishnah is me. You sold to the goy, you lost him, and then the Gemara adds on. He's not yours anymore, and you have to write him a get shichrur qualification. You didn't write the ono. If you didn't write the ono, we're going to force you to write the get shichrur. So you're never getting him back, regardless, right? Okay. Now, what were you saying, Jess? No, provided saying, you write, this provided this you write book. Get, oh no, it's like yeah. some sort of standard thing that's done. Well, yeah, apparently so. Look, look, look at Ashi. Yeah, look at Ashi. And Ashi says, Yatzala Chayrut from the Mishnah. Ashi says, Yatzala Chayrut. Why is he run away? First of all, she says, Im Barach Minagoy, or she kansu bedin liftoto, which we're going to see coming up. How does he go free? Either he ran away, or the betin forced the seller, which was a Jew, to buy him back. We're going to learn it coming up today on today's page. That's the problem. Once you sell him to a goy, he can't keep mitzvot anymore. In your house, he's treat, he has to keep mitzvot like a wife, like a woman. And now he's by the goy. The goy's not going to let him keep mitzvot. What's your, what's your bad? Shabbat, you sketching? Go to work, right? No, 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 no. I paid you to work. I'm not paying you to relax. Right, and therefore that's the penalty. Right, or or Why? We're going to talk about now when, the same idea when I said them outside of Israel. Now we can't keep the mitzvot anymore. So he also gets to go free. And over there we say we're going to penalize the master. The question over there is, a Jew sold him and a Jew bought him. Which master are we? We're going to be. We're going to be. We're going to penalize. Okay, fine. Okay, fine. Uh, uh, yeah, well, back to the Gemara. Tanur Banan. Tanur Banan. My ono. Okay, fine. Tanur Banan. Lava alav mina goi. Right? I went now and I used my slave as collateral from the goi to take a loan. Lava alav mina goi. Right? Mina oved kochavim. The Gemara says. Kevan she'asalo oved kochavim nimuso. Yatsa lechirut. Once the Oved Kochavim did something called Nimuso, then the slave is free. Now, what does that mean? My Nimuso, what does that mean? Amaravuna bar Yehuda Nashke. Okay? What is that? Look at Ashir. Ashir says right across, Yatzal Lechirut Nashke. There it is. Three lines before the white lines. Chotam. Okay? It's a seal. Okay? Vesiman avdut shetolin avadim b'tzavarahin. So some kind of necklace that they put on the slave that identifies him with the seal of the master that he is the slave of so-and-so. Okay? That's Nashka. So it says over here now, I sold my slave to the Goy. The minute the Goy tied the necklace around his neck and showed that he belongs to the Goy, he's free. That's what the Baraita says. Okay? Yatsa lachirut. Okay? Amar avhuna bar Yehuda Nashke. Metiv rav sheshat. Challenge for you. You say Nashke is this necklace that marks him as a slave? Listen to the following Baraita. Ha'arisin ve'ahakirut ve'arisei bet avot. So aris aris is a sharecropper. Hakir is also a type of sharecropper, but he's not paying a percentage of the yield. Rather, he's paying a fixed rent for, to use the field. Arisei bet avot is sharecroppers that are multi generational already. Ve'oved kochavim or goy shemishken sadehu liYisrael. Okay, they gave their field as collateral to a Jew for a loan. Af alpi she'asalo nimuso. Even though the Jew did nimuso to this field, it's still patur from maaser because he's not the owner of the field. Okay, 
the field belongs to the goy, to some other person than the Aris, right? The Aris or sharecroppers, not his. So even though they marked the field, right? we don't know what Nimuso is. Right now, you told me Nimuso means some kind of seal I tie around his neck. Well, that doesn't work for a field, right? So that's the problem. That's the question over here. But still, it's no, Pitura. No, but it's not the Israel. It's, it's, it's the sharecropper or the goy that is is renting the field. So that is collateralizing the field. I'm saying yes, I agree with you. Yeah. The field does not belong to the lender. And even though the lender now did Nimuso to it, the field is still patur from Maaser. That's what it says, right? Look at Ashi in the, uh, the middle-sized lines, two lines before the big wide lines. Ava pisha salo le Yisrael nimuso. Okay? That's what it says. Right? The Yisrael is now the lender. I don't know why a sharecropper is, is thrown in with an obeyed habib, but anyway. Because the sharecropper doesn't own the field either. Okay? And it's a Jewish It's not his field. We don't know. Who, you know he could be a Jewish sharecropper, but the field owner could be a goy. We don't know the exact case. Yeah. What do you mean? So how could a goy... Mishken, Mishken Sadeo. He uses field as collateral. Right, so the Goy owns the field. That's correct. Collateral to the Jew, even though the Jew did something called Nimuso over here, the field is still Patur from Maaser. That's what it says. Why? Because the field belongs to the Goy, so he doesn't, he's not Hayavin Maaser, he's a Goy. Fine. But the point for our point is what's Nimuso to a field? You told me Nimuso means I tie this symbol around his neck and I mark, I mark him. What, what does that have to do with the field? Right? So he says, uh, What are you, a field is not this necklace item you're talking about. Ela amar of sheshat zman. Okay? Nimuso means zman, means a date. Okay, look at Rashi. Rashi says zman means, Im lo lezman ploni halut lecha. If I don't pay you back by time so and so, the field will belong to you. Okay, and therefore the same goes back to the field, to the evid. Now that's what you're saying. According to this answer, nimuso means I'm sti- I'm fixing a date for the payment, and if I don't I don't um, pay by date X, so the collateral becomes yours. So do that. I I let I let I borrowed money from the goy with my slave being nimuso means now I put a date and I say if I don't pay you back by date X, so then the, the slave becomes yours. Same thing by the field. I lent money to the goy, and I tell the goy, if you don't pay me back by date X, the field becomes mine. Automatically. Okay. So now, now says the man, you have one problem. If that's true, then we have a contradiction in the rulings of the Baraitot. Because if you look carefully what it said about the slave, it says that when you borrowed from the goy, once we, the goy puts this date on this guy, that the evid is free. Which means what? That he acquired him at that point in time. You actually own the slave now, because we said when you get when when the slave uh, ownership is transferred to the goy, he goes free. So you tell me the date we fix a date. If I don't pay you by date X, then the slave is is free is yours. That date, the minute I did that, the slave is free. It means setting up nimuso is acquisition of the property. Now, if that's true, you have a problem with the field case because if the goy, I understand why the goy uh, he acquires the evid with nimuso and he goes free because now the goy owns him. But by the field, it was inverse. The goy owned the field. I set the date, and you tell me setting the date is acquisition, so the field should be mine. So I should be hayavin maaser. It's my field now. But you said over here that's patrimonial maaser. You have a contradiction. Make up your mind. Yeah. So the gemara says, Amar of sheshat. Right? You have a contradiction now between these dates because you tell me one place it's acquisition, in the other one it's not acquisition. Right? 
No, no, it's not a contradiction. One Baraita is talking about where I set the date and the date didn't arrive yet. And therefore, that's the field case. The date's not here yet. And the case of the Ayyavid is the date had already arrived. And therefore, here, which means just setting the date is not what's called a transfer of acquisition. It's setting the date and that date arriving and not paying. When that happens, it's automatic. And therefore, the one Baraita was talking about before the date arrived and one is talking about after the date arrived. No problem, no contradiction. Fine. Ela Dematas mane Man says, oh, so the case of the slave is that the date arrived? And that's what you tell me now that he acquired the slave? What's the chidush of telling me that uh, I sold my slave to a goy, he goes free? That's the Mishnah. I, I told the goy, <laughs> I take a loan, if I don't pay by tomorrow, the slave's yours. Okay, so tomorrow I didn't pay, now the slave's yours. So I sold my slave to the goy, that's the Mishnah, I know the ruling. I don't need that, I don't need that, I don't need that case. Right? Ela, no, no, no. I tell you both, but I thought the date has not arrived. I set the date, and the date's not here yet. And it's still not contradictory. Why? One is talking about acquiring the actual um, item itself, and one is talking about getting the perot of this item. What does that mean? Look at Ashi on the bottom. Three lines to the bottom. Ha legufa. It says, Gabe evid de kababazman legufo. Right? So by the Evid case, the case is why am I automatically free? Is really because you were disregarding the Takanat Chachamim. You weren't allowed to sell your slave to the Goy. You did. How? By setting the time of of, uh, of, of taking a loan and giving him to, this, to the uh, Eved, to the Goy. And now the Eved, even though technically it's still yours because the date hasn't arrived, the Eved's already working this guy. I mean, the, the Goy is already working this Eved. It's like, he's, it's like he's under his possession. And therefore the rabbis were mitaken that this guy is free from that point in time. Now, what about the, by the field? Gabesa de de man la perot. Meaning, achshav lo tocha la perot. lo efra lecha peloni, perot ma'otecha. What I did over there is I didn't transfer the ownership of the field to you. I gave you the produce of the field. Mm-hmm. And therefore, the ownership of the field still belongs to the goy. Right? And therefore, what he said was, the goy said, if I don't pay you by next Wednesday, right? So the produce on the field will be yours and eat from that until I pay you, until I paid you back the loan. So therefore, it still belongs to the goy. And that's why there's no, there's no hayu of ma'asir. Good. Of course not, if the time didn't arrive yet. But even if it did arrive... I didn't transfer, the Goy didn't transfer ownership of the field to the, to the Jew. So of course there's no Maaseh, it's still the Goy's field. No contradiction, fine. Emma, another possible answer. Okay, possible answer again is that he lent him on the condition, right, that he was going to take collateral and he didn't take the collateral. What does that mean? Rashi. She says, regarding the field, the case is as follows. Right? He said, he told him, listen, here's the story. I'm going to take a loan from you. If I don't pay you back by next week, come, this field is going to be yours and take it as collateral. The Jew never came to take the collateral. And therefore, it's patomi ma'aser. Right? 
because I never came to repossess the field. Okay? If I took produce from that field, I would be patur from Maaser because I never acquired the field yet. Regarding the slave now, the, the lender, the Jew. I didn't come to collect. The field. No. The, the slave said, the Goy said, sorry, keep doing The Goy said, if I don't pay you by next week, this field is yours. Come and take the field. I come next week and, and I didn't take the field. But you know what I did do? I went, I took some fruit. Now, okay, who owns that field? Chazaka, the field is in the Goy's possession. And so the fruit that I took is still Petro Vermaser. That's what he said. That's the case. No, I'm using that to pay down my debt, but I didn't take the field back. I can offset the debt. Now, when, when regarding the field by the, by the slave, the rabbis penalized the Jew, the, the, uh, the Jew for doing this. Which means I told the guy the same scenario. Uh, give me a loan until next week. If I don't, if I don't uh, pay you, come over here and repossess my slave. And the guy never came to take the slave yet. Nevertheless. Knas on this guy says the, 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 to, to release the slave, right? The time tra- already passed already. So technically, really, the, the, the Goy has the right to the evidence. never came to get him, but he has the right to do that. And we still say you have to free him now. Penalty on you. Fine. Two dots. Yeah, the top of the page. Okay. The Baraita says, if the slave was acquired because of debt, or he was taken by, Sikrikon is, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, uh, when you take him, uh, no, ransom, ransom, yeah, okay, he's not free, look at Ashi, Ashi says, so which means, I took a loan from the Goy, I didn't use my slave as collateral. I had a go alone. All my assets are collateral. The guy came and instead of taking the car, he took the go- he took the evid. Okay, he did. He's allowed. He's allowed. He comes to take the loan. Tells give a obehovo lo Now it's not me that gave him to the goy. The goy came and forcefully took this guy. Same thing with someone who came and kidnapped my slave and put him to work. Now I didn't give him to the goy. Not my fault. When, I, when did they penalize me to free him? Up, he's paying for. He's 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 collecting. He's not kidnapped. Two 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 cases. Or kidnapped or. Collected, okay? Either way, it's not me that transferred this go- this slave into the possession of the goy, and therefore that he doesn't go free. Meaning he's going free because I did something wrong, that's the penalty. Over here, I didn't do anything wrong, and therefore lo yatzala chayrut, okay? Manah says, ubehovolo, if the goy came and repossessed the slave because of prior debt, that doesn't set the slave free. What do you mean? Listen to the contradiction. Meaning, Okay, the king came over here now to his, uh, what do you call his uh, silo, and took his grain. Not Jewish king. Yeah, yeah, not Jewish king. Okay. If it was because of the debt that he'd owed to the king, okay, he still needs to give ma'asir from the produce that was taken. Okay, so he had 100 pounds that was there. The king came, repossessed his 100 pounds, and we're saying that if he repossessed it because you owed debt to the king, you have to give 10 pounds to Maaser right. from somewhere else. I don't care from where, but you have to pay for it. Okay? But if it was for Anporet, which is what she says, have said, just nothing, the king's in a bad mood, and he just took it for no reason, I didn't know him anything. I'm patur to give Maaser on that because I want to compound my loss. I already lost a full hundred. You can't tell me compound the loss also. Okay, right. So now, what's the bottom line over here is that, say again? 
Yeah, okay. But no, but, but it's a question now because you told me that if the slave was repossessed because of my debt, he doesn't he doesn't go free anymore. Over here, I was I law I had a debt and the guy came and collected his collateral. I still have to give Maser. Right? So really what? I was responsible for the debt. So I'm responsible for the slave too. Why is he not free? Okay. Okay, for he says, says the Gemara, Shani Hatam de Kamishtar Shele. What does that mean? Rashi. Kamishtar Shele, Rashi says, The Hare Nehenemehem Sheporea Hovo. Hilkach Inyan Isur Hayabimaser. So he says like this You had a debt of 100 pounds. And the king got, came and got his 100 pounds. But guess what? In that 100 pounds was really 10 pounds that you owed to Maaser. You used that 10 pounds of Maaser to pay your debt. You don't know how to do that. You really should have only given 90 to the king and 10 you had to give to the Anim. So you benefited from that Maaser. You got to pay back. That's why it says by the, by the Maaser that you're still responsible for the Maaser. But that's not true by the slave, he says. He says, the point of releasing the slave, the slave, is because we're penalizing the guy for doing what he wasn't supposed to do. Right. Over here, it wasn't him. The guy, the guy came and took the guy as his dad. He didn't want to give the dad. He was given the car. The guy came and took the slave. What do you want from me? It's not my fault. Why should I have to free the slave now? Over there, you definitely benefited. Over here, it's not you, and therefore, no, no reason to penalize you. Okay, fine. Tashima. Farhang. Now she says, Masik, the Shema Alilut, Alav. Okay, so uh, this guy is a bad, bad guy. Farhang over here sounds like a guy that's uh, the yeah, blackmail or, or, or what do you call the uh, what do you call uh, kidnap or whatever he wants ransom. No, no reason to give the money. He wanted you now I sold my slave to this guy. Okay, I sold him willingly to this guy. Like she says, Matzik which means the guy comes and tells uh, you know protection money, protection money over here. You owe me ten thousand dollars of protection money. So I don't have to tell you that. So I said, I'll tell you what. I'll give you my slave instead of the ten thousand. Okay, and I give the slave. That one is your tzela chayut now. That's what he says. Okay, so he says. Uh, Man, I says, what do you mean? Why is he going free? What do you want the guy to do? The guy, the, the, the guy, mafia guy's there with his gun saying, protect your money. What you, why is that? That he was being, basically, he was forced into it. Why are we penalizing him to, re- to release the slave? Man, I says, Hava le lefayis le yes. He could have uh, sat. I skipped a few lines. What happened? Oh, oh sorry. Yatsala uh, Hirut. When I says what? Hatam Okay, he had an option to, I guess, to settle with some other thing. Who said you're giving the goy? Why are you giving the goy? Give the slave. Give him something else. Okay, you didn't do that. You offered up the slave, so we're going to penalize you. Okay, now we're going into Gufa. Amarav Hamocher repeating it again. Yatsala Hirut. When I says my Havel Mevad Okay, so same exact thing. Mahu. Ah. What if I sold my slave only for 30 days? Long term, what do you call it? At least, at least for 30 days to the goy. Okay? Mao. Tashema. De Amarav. Amokher Avdol Lefarhag Ove Kochavim Yatsala Hairut. Why should that be any different? Why should it be any different? It's not a full trade. I didn't sell. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. Right. Okay. Good. 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 So that's okay. Jesse, what's the question? Jesse says. Pashut, right? So he says, uh, Rashi says exactly what we're saying. That's 
That's the case. I sell him for 30 days. After 30 days, coming back to me. Do I say that, that he's free? Meaning that it's temporarily he's patur from mitzvot. Or not Not that he's patur. He just can't fulfill them because the goyz is controlling this, this evid. But at the end of the day, he's still coming back to me. So is that called a, penal, a penalty that we're going to force the guy to sell him? So the says, Tashima, Amarav Okay, so how is that a, a proof? Is, is apparently a temporary thing. How is it temporary? That's why we're comparing it. Look at Rashi. Rashi says, Fanhago Vekochavim, Vikasalka Data, Hava Amina, Leoved Avodata Melech Adzman Ploni Vilashuv. That's what she says. How temporary understood understood right now. I don't know why that, why he's changing the definition of Fanhag, but that's what he says. That he what? Because before Right, the way that she explained Farhag was Matsik Vishavisam Alot Mecharolo Bidmean Porich Ali Alav. That was a full sale. Now he's saying it's temporary, Havamina, because otherwise really there's no proof of otherwise if the case is not the same, why is it not presenting this as a as a proof? So you have that she is re- redefining the word over here and saying it's temporary. It's his back, no. Hatam Farhag Oved Kochavim Sheena Hoseret. Okay? That's that one is 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 not a is not a, 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 a temporary. Meaning kasalka that it was temporary. It's not temporary. It's permanent, and therefore you don't have a proof. My question was a per, was a temporary question, and you're trying to prove me with permanent question. Okay. So we try again. Mecharo chutz mi melachto mahu. All right. What if I sold the eved? I uh, I sold the ownership, but not the work of the eved, which means the goy cannot put the eved to work at all. He owns him, but he can't work. Work for me. You own him. Rashi says, "Gufo kanoi lecha, ubilvad shelot ishtabed bo shelot mecharo ela lahasio leshifchato levladot." I have a guy. He's a slave, a strong, big guy, and the other guy wants to have strong, big kids. So he says, "Hey, uh, you know, yeah, I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sell you my slave, but not for working. He's gonna be a stud. He's gonna be a stud for your uh, to break, create, the, yeah, to create the slaves for you." I sold him. What, what about that? Is that going to be force me now to release him? What if I sold him with the condition that the new goy owner lets him keep the mitzvot? I sold him to the goy only for weekdays, not for not for holidays. What if I sold him to a ger toshav? Is a goy that lives in Israel, in Israel, that accepted, uh, you know, live by the laws of the Jews. Okay, not to keep the mitzvot. Only shev mitzvot ben Enoch is to keep. Uh-huh. But after that, he follows. He follows the, all the laws of the land. Okay. What if I sold him to a Israel mumar? It's a Jew that's not keeping the mitzvot. Mahu, lekuti, mahu. Okay. So a whole list of questions. Bang, bang, bang. Questions. Right. When it says pshot mi I can answer maybe one of them. Ger toshav, harehu keoved kochavim. Okay, if I sold him to a ger toshav, that's like a goy. He would be free. Kuti v'Israel mumar, regarding the kuti or to the Israel mumar. Remember, kuti is this again, safek, is he Jew or not? They were, they were converted under duress. Do we say they're real Jews or not Jews? A machloket. And the Israel mumar is definitely a Jew, but he's not keeping any mitzvot, and therefore if he's going to force the slave to work also, so then maybe he's just like a goy, right? So he says, Some rabbis say it's selling to the kuti or the Israel mumar is like selling to a goy, and some say no, it's like selling to a Jew. Okay, so no answers. You told me if I sell my slave, 
I lose the rights of the slave, I have to set him free. What if the slave now intentionally is trying to get himself freed, so he runs and he lets himself get taken captive by the Goyim, and I cannot get him out from there, not using the laws of the Israel and not using the laws of the Goyim, neither way I can get this slave out. Am I allowed now to actually take the value of the slave if the guy is willing to pay me for him? He, he's not releasing the slave no matter what. And I have no clout and no power to get the slave released. And the slave did it to himself. I didn't sell him to the goy. The, he went and let himself be taken captive. So now I'm out my money. Can I take that money from the goy now or not? That's the question. Okay? Tells him, go home and go through all your learning, right? And see if you can come up with an answer to your question. Come back to me tomorrow after you go through all the mashnayot, but I thought in your head, come back, let's see if we can find an answer. Nafak, Dak, Ashkach. He went home, he started going through it, and then came up with an idea. What does he say? Following Baraita, the Tanya. Hamocher betol kochavim. He sells his house to a goy, damav asurim. Okay, the value that he gets for the house, we're talking about a house in Eretz Israel, I'm assuming. Right? She says, Be'eretz Israel. It's open, the other one, it's open. Okay? So it says over there, if you sold your house to the, to the goy, right, then the value, the cash you got is asur. You're not allowed to benefit from it. Okay? And if the goy now was a squatter and you can't get him out, not in the laws of the, of the Jewish laws and not in the laws of the goyim laws, he's just there, then you're allowed to take the cash for the house. So if I sold to him, the money's asur. If he took it and I can't get it back, then I'm allowed to take value. Sounds like the slave case, right? Yeah. Okay? And I can actually go to the goy courts and write a sale document for the house that I couldn't get back and take the cash because it's matzil miyadam. I'm saving myself from their, uh, right, from their theft. Okay. So it seems like I have support over here to say, yes, I can take the money for the slave, just like I can take the money for the house, I can take the money for the slave. I wasn't allowed to sell the house. If I did, I lose the, I lose the value. I wasn't allowed to sell the slave. If I did, he goes free. Oh, but if I can't get, if the guy took my house, then I could sell it. So the guy took my slave, I could sell it. Seems like a good, good case. Manah says, Dilma, honey, mili, bait. De chivan, de lo sagil, e belo bait. Lo ati le zabune. Meaning over there, maybe the reason why we'll be a little, a little more lenient and we'll let you take the money is because it's unlikely you're going to sell your house to the goy. You need somewhere to live. But you don't necessarily need a slave. And therefore, if we let you take the money, you might also sell the slave. And therefore, maybe we're more strict by the slave than we are by the house. And therefore, maybe it's not a good proof. Right. Um, maybe not I don't know it could be a good proof could not be good I'm not sure okay okay so Rabbi Ami sends to Rabbi Ami Barnatan right who sends, sends out Torah to all Am Israel. he sends the following right he throws himself to the Goyim right Ruling. Mutar. Mutar to take the money because it's Metzil Miyadam. Fine. Amar Levi, Hamocher Avdol Ovei Kochavim, Konsim Oto Ad Mea Bidamav. 
to what to redeem him. Okay, Bishop Ben Levi says, You sold your slave, as she mentioned before, we're going to talk about redeeming him. Well, you sold the slave to the goy, penalized from Betin, that you're going to have to redeem him up to a hundred times the value that you got for him. Manah says, Davka or Davka? This hundred times is really hundred times? Or is uh right, is it, no, it could be no matter what, right? Or no, there's a limit, up to a hundred times and then no more. Okay, so he says, come here and learn a proof that over here, regarding Behemah Gasa, which you're also not allowed to sell rabbinically to the Goyim, we're worried about they're going to do Milhama, or potentially going to work, he's going to work the animal Shabbat, it's all kinds of issues. No, the Sus is Milhama, the Behemah Gasa is, uh, is Avodah B'Shabbat. Okay, anyway, uh, and it, over here, Mohed, it really means the, you're going to rent it, but anyway, we'll get there. But, um, the the problem over here is that it says ad eser bedameha, so it's a different number now. If you tell me a guy who transgresses Betin's rules, we would just use the same exaggeration at all times. We make you, but when you tell me a hundred here and ten here, now it sounds dafka, right? Right? Shmuel says no. Maybe the reason right is different by the slave because the slave is every day right. That he's by the goy, he's out removed from um, he's he's removed from doing mitzvot. Look at Ashi across. Ashi says Ad Asara Alma Behanach the Kanus Rabanan Bemechira Didu Lo Kanus Kolehai. Okay, they wanted to say that the hundred was an exaggeration over there. The, the Hava Mina was the hundred is exaggeration because you see that's really only ten times so over there. Says, yeah, Guzma is exaggeration, yeah. and therefore it says no, it's not an exaggeration. Maybe the reason really is it's really a hundred times because the slave is not doing mitzvot every single day that he's by the goy, and therefore they were more strict on the slave than they are by the by the uh, by the yeah, animal. I have no proof. Yeah, all right, fine. So he says, amre. Some have a different version. The statement was ten times, not a hundred times. So the Gemara starts out as ten, and they say davka olav davka. Does it really mean ten? Or means tashema da amar eshlakish hamochet be magasal ove kochavim kotsino to ad mea bedamea a hundred times. So the Gemara says, and over here now, now what do we want to say? Davka. Right? Now she says no, that the, the Evid should also be a hundred, and therefore the ten is love dafka. Okay? So the Gemara answers back. Shani Okay? The Evid is different, that he's not coming back. What does that mean? Rashi. He says, Klomar, Dilma Tarvayu Davka. Which means what? That the, over here, when I sold him to the goy, and I'm going to take him, you have to redeem him. If I tell the guy, redeem him more than 10 times, it's never going to happen. Why? Because at the end of the day, he's freed. He's freed. So how much money do I pay? And then to the free, if I tell him 100 times, he's not going to do it. By the, by, the, by the animal, you're still getting the animal back. You can put the animal back to work. Right. So at least you're going to get something back for the money that we're going to make you pay, pay penalty that we're going to make you pay. But by the evid, so therefore maybe it's tafka. Fine. Uh, okay, so when I says, what does that mean? Rashi. So Rashi says the penalty should be only only one more, right? Why go crazy? Right. Rashi, first wide line. Right? Only one one time, meaning eleven times. The animal should have been eleven yeah. times. Right? What's the hundred? Right? Right? 
Right? Oil of Hazaraz. I want the animal back. What, what kind of benefit is that? If you tell me 11 times, okay, let's get the animal. But 10 times, one time more than ever, Shamati. But 100, go from 10 to 100, something doesn't make sense, right? Ela, you're right. Eved milta de los shikha. Umilta de los shikha lo gazar bera banan. There you go. Sell, selling the, the, it's not so common to sell the goy, the eved to the goy, and therefore they're not going to penalize them more than 10 times. But a, an animal is all day long. Guy could be selling animals to goyim, and therefore what's more common, bigger penalty. Fine. Buy me near of your Miami to be assay, Maharav do met Mahu. Mashu can sue Banava Harav. He sold the slave, and now the, the father died. And now, do we force the kids to penalize, to release the slave also, or not? The master who did the sin, we penalize him to free the slave. But the kids didn't do anything, the father did it. Maybe we tell them now the kids should have the slave back. Okay. If you want to tell me, Saram Ozen Babechor, Umet Kansu Harav, and if you tell me, well, we have a proof that a person who had a Bechor animal and he went and make a nick on the ear, which made it uh, not pasul as a korban, right? Because he wants to keep the animal, and not give it to the kohen, right? And then the guy died. We say Kansu Banav Harav. They penalize the children afterwards and force him to give it to the kohen anyway. I'll tell you over there, Mishum Isurad Oraitahu. He transgressed and he saw Doraita by putting a blemish on an animal that was an oifer korban, and therefore maybe that's why they penalize the kids, and the, and we're going to p- penalize the asset itself as opposed to the person, right? Avalhacha over here freeing the slave. That's a rabbinical slave. That's a rabbinical penalty, and therefore I don't know that we'd penalize the kids and say they have to free the slave. Right, a person who left his work over to do it on cholamoed. On purpose. So yeah, I'm going to be off then. I'll do this job over there that I need to know. I'll do it on Cholom And then we say, what? They kansu banav aharav. Look at Ashi at the top of the page. Either, right, I left it to do or, or I could have started it after Cholom but I don't want to start it now. Right, I set it up in a scenario that it was going to be forced into Davar Aved. I started the day before, before the holiday, knowing that I'm never going to finish it on time. But once I start, if I don't finish, it's going to have a loss. So I did that on purpose in order to be able to finish it on Cholom and be called Davar Aved. Don't start at all. Yeah, start after the holiday. That would have been okay. But I didn't do that. I started on purpose. Right? Right? He set it up this way, but he died. Right? If you want to answer over there, then we can use that for our case. That if we penalize the kid, even though the kid didn't do anything asur, and neither did the father over there, because again, it's rabbinical only. Meaning, if we penalize the kid over there, not to let him finish the work and have the loss, suffer the loss. So over here too, we would also we would also uh, penalize the kid about the slave because over here the father did an isur at least. Over there, technically didn't do anything. He didn't do anything that was asur yet. All right. If you want to say over there, we not connect him. Akati We still have a question for us over here. Right. Okay. So the question over here is. What we do over here with this with the uh, with the slave? Do we say that the father was penalized, but the key is not alive anymore? Or dilma 
they penalize his asset, which is the slave, right? Which means you lose that slave because that was the asset that you sinned with. Okay, we'll finish after this. We'll stop here. He says, we learned it. Okay, a field that was uh, fertilized. She says, Sorry, so I gathered the thorns, the thistles, all right, I just cleaned up the field. That's not Avodat Karka Torah. I can plant it in the eighth year. So if I just picked up, you know, the uh, all the loose, uh, whatever, thorns and stuff, I cleared up the field, uh, that's allowed to plant. But Nitaiva Onidaira, if I fertilize the field, either by spreading fertilizer or by putting the animal pen on the field itself in order that they go to the bathroom over there and use that as fertilizer, Lot is not what I should eat. Okay? Naktinan Hetiva Umet Benozorah. Okay? And we learned that what if he did benefit the field by doing the fertilizing and then he died, the child would be allowed to plant in Motsa'e Shavit, even though the father did the Isur. So Alma, what do we see? Ledide, Katsura Banan, Lebrelo Katsura Banan. And so too over here, we would say that the slave would not be freed. Okay? Okay, we can stop here. You want to stop here? Good? Or you want to keep going? If you have a few minutes, I keep going. You want to keep going? Oh, we have two dots coming up. Okay, Amar Abaye. Naktina, Timeta, Rochel Havero Met, Lokansura Banan, Benoah Harav. Okay? We have a tradition that if a person was Metameh on purpose, someone else's food that was Tahor, and then he died, we do not penalize the son after him. My Tama, what's the reason? Hezek, She'eno Nikar, Losh Mehezek. Right? Uknasa, uknasa da banan, he kansura banan, lebre lo kansura banan. Because it's unrecognizable damage, the food looks the same, one's just tameh now, one is tahor, and it's, un- it's unrecognizable, so they've only penalized the person who actually did it, not the child after that. Amen, amen. We'll catch up with Shabbat, you'll see. Okay? Have a good day, everybody. All right. Um,